We also need to seriously start thinking about what we want to do for episode 300. Yeah, I guess we, are we do. Close. We were a I'm assuming we'll close. do we can do like a stream day like we've done before. Yeah, That's always fun. That'd be like maybe an extra long stream. Yeah. yeah. I think we did like a half day one. Finish Hitman. Like a six. It'll take us eight hours, which actually pretty doable. Right? That's <laughs> and, and a stream day like that, well, I feel yeah. like we definitely could probably not. That would that be out. fun. Um, I'd be down for that. All right. And maybe also do like a community Mario Kart yeah, hour something or like, like Crash that. Team Racing, yeah. something fun. Play some good stuff that, that everybody likes. Oh, if only Tekken 8 were already out. God, I'm God, waiting for it. Yeah. I did see like, well, they announced the new Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat 1, that's coming out in like... Mortal Kombat 1? Yeah. They're going back in time? They're like, it really is like wow. a timeline reset kind of thing. It's like oh a, 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 a kind of like a new thing and I'm into it. Can it looks you, really cool. So, <laughs> I'm just imagining how fighter games were back in the day, like when Mortal yeah. Kombat literally came out and how small the character rosters oh, were. Oh yeah, it was like... Like they had six... Sometimes only five yeah. characters. Very small. If you had like eight, that was a lot. I feel like Tekken 3 only started with maybe six to eight playable characters. Tekken 2, probably even fewer. Yeah. Tekken 1, I think, only had Nina. I'm just kidding. There was more, <laughs> more people. That. You just play against Nina. <laughs> it was just in the Nina. Mirror, shadow boxing. <laughs> it was just Nina and Heihachi. All the other people were not there. <laughs> oh, boy. But like, like I'm imagining that Mortal Kombat 1 is going to be that. I mean, it might <laughs> like be, They're yeah. like, no, only eight characters. Characters and we are not putting more out on paid DLC. This it, is all you're getting. It looks pretty cool, uh, especially there was like a really sick fatality at, at the end uh, that Kung Lao, I think, does. I believe it's Kung Lao because it's again I've played played the games, but I'm not like totally sure on all the characters and stuff. Who, who, the big bad is I know Sub Zero. That's all I know. Yeah, Sub Zero and oh man, I'm, I'm blanking. But whoever the big bad is, I think it's like Shang Shang Chi. No, that's the Ten Rings. I don't know. Sha- Shao Kahn. Is that it? I don't remember. But anyway, I'll let you That just makes later. me think of Sherecon. Sherecon from, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, I can't remember. The big bad gets like totally ripped in half by like a fire and ice dragon and then like plummeted into the ground. It was, it was a bad. fire ass. and ice dragon. It was like two of them. They like That looped. seems it was, like, a little subs- extreme. <laughs> <laughs> it looked really cool. But oh boy. all that to say that I did see then that Mortal Kombat 11, the previous version of the game, was like $4, $5 on sale oh. on PlayStation. I was like, should Do I? I? <laughs> <laughs> but then I knew where I was going to like eventually get Tekken 8. So I was kind of like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. I I, re- I think I played Mortal Kombat 11 mm-hmm. or 10. It was 10 or 11 at somebody else's house. You probably played Very here. I know I had. Oh, maybe I did. It might have been like an extra, I think, because I know I had 10. I have 10 as well. And I remember being not enchanted. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> Mortal Kombat I mean, all, never really stuck with me. It's definitely the, like, you know, it definitely goes into, like, the more of the, like, heavier violence side, I feel like. Which with the, I'm with, fine with that. Oh, yeah, same. But, so like, am I. like, something about, like, just the play style. It, it's, the, like, the same problem that I have with Street Fighter. Mm. Like, the quarter tilts. Yes. Fuck no. I'm a Very Tekken hard. stand. Very hard. <laughs> I need to practice up on, on my Tekken and yeah. stuff like that because, no, I am looking forward to that because I do want to, like, dig into and really get into a fighter. Honestly, you might as well just save it for Tekken 8. Because That's I mean. Because of the new like systems that they're adding in, yeah. just start just fresh, learn fresh. Get in there, learn the new style. Don't worry about the old stuff. That's true. I should just do just that. like all of the Mishimas cast their their predecessors into the pit. <laughs> That's what we A must do cycle. with our pasts. <laughs> <laughs> we must cast them away from us. Shed your pasts and be ready for the present, and to be able to take in this new episode. Of Team Chat Podcast. Nice segue. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. We just You're welcome like, for that setup, Mike. I know. That was great. That was perfect. <laughs> Let's see, that's just what comes when oh, you boy. have almost done 300 episodes oh God, of the podcast yeah. together. You could just alley oop them, set them up, knock them down. You know what I mean? That's like two different sports re- references all in one. What's the alley oop? Alley oop's basketball. Oh. And then setting them up and knocking them down, maybe you could, I mean, 
that could also Croquet. be like possibly. I would also say maybe volleyball. You, you're setting it up oh, and putting okay. it down. I don't bowling? know. Bowling? Bowling? Yeah, we sports bowling? Yeah, you're yeah. setting them up. You're knocking them down. Actually, so many different uses here. But hey, you can hear our terrible sports analogies here on Team Chat Podcast, along with our talk about video games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between, because that's what you're really here for, let's be honest. But new episodes of the show come out on Thursdays, and you can listen to those on podcast services around the World Wide Web, as, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and others. You can also watch a video version of each episode over on our YouTube channel, Links for all that are in the description below. You can also join us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also join our Discord server, My Face ID Does Not Want to Work, where we have a lot of great conversation when we're not here recording the show. And finally, if you want to help make the show bigger and better, you can head over to patreon.com slash teamchatpodcast, just like Super Saiyan Ace, Erica L, Elise F, Zach S, Mariah S, Susan M, James K, Michael B, Andrew M, Michael S, and Brandon W have done. They've gone over there for as little as a dollar a month. And in return, we give you cool perks like in the episodes early before their general Thursday release, access to a private channel on our Discord server, the Rogues Gallery, and a lot of extra goodies and tidbits along the way. If you can't do that, that's totally fine. There's a lot of great free ways that you can support the show, such as subscribing, telling your friends, writing us a review wherever you're listening to or watching the episodes. All that good stuff helps get the good word of Team Chat Podcast out there to the masses and for each and every one of our patrons, viewers, and listeners alike. Heart emoji. We See, I started really slow that, that time. That yeah. was a slow build. It yeah. didn't throw me off. It was great. <laughs> I started with just the one hand because I, I was I like, maybe that. you that won't notice. That was just like the signal. It was like the bat signal starting to go up into the sky, <laughs> and then here we are. But yeah, no, we have. Uh, we're not here today to talk about Mortal Kombat, even though that is what our initial segue yeah, is. Yeah, fuck that game. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, I was, uh, we were talking about like different fighters and stuff we were thinking about getting into and stuff like that. Tekken led to Mortal Kombat. Here we are. But today's topic is one that I, I'm super excited about. It's going to be really fun. Also, yes. wait, s- small segue. Should we spend any time before we jump into our topic talking about, because uh, we are getting into. Apple's fucking stupid new headset. <laughs> Yeah, that thing looks a little weird. It looks, it looks so a little dumb. wild. No, that's uh, it. not even the thing itself. It's fucking like thirty eight hundred dollars. It's, so it's like are you, in it's this? so funny. Like right now, we're having a conversation in the Discord talking about like uh, gaming on a Mac and stuff like that. And Bromogan came in with a killer. Uh, you one percenters you with 1%? your three thousand dollar laptop, yeah, and it's like now it's on to a whole new level. It really is. It's a it's a a, a face mat or a, a VR headset. Like I guess, one or of the AR best. Headset. Des- desktop PC gaming builds you could possibly make. Do you do you have any idea how much PC you can get for th- even just three thousand yeah. dollars? And the stupid Apple headset is like I think the price point is going to be thirty six some odd. Yeah, it's a, something it's up like there. that. It's up there. And it's like bitch for technology you did <laughs> technology you didn't even invent. Right. <laughs> I do like it is though, ridiculous. I do like the uh, semi transparent screen of it where it looks like you might be able to actually wear it and still walk around in the real world. That looks a little like interesting in that regard Rejected. i do love the meme though that is like from the video of the uh announcement of the woman sitting in her house wearing the headset but it's like the only thing in her room is a chair and somebody <laughs> made the memes like she had to sell everything else to afford this headset <laughs> i mean really just the incredible audacity of making a product at that price point for the public air quotes yeah. in this literal economy yeah is is so tone deaf it's out there. I, I can't even believe it no it is incredibly just like like it's now is not the moment. It's literally Apple. it's literally the Arrested uh, Development quote from the mom where she's like, "What could a banana cost, Michael? Ten dollars? <laughs> it really is. How much could?" 
could a headset cost? $10? Oh, man. I never thought that I would be able to heap praise upon Meta, but it's like the <laughs> Oculus is like Cheap. significantly less expensive than that. I mean, if you're getting there too, like throw the PSVR oh, too is also like a super expensive, you know, isn't it? Oh, boy. Another like five. It, I mean, it's it's more than the Quest and like all that stuff, cannot, but I'm not exactly sure on the price point of that one. I cannot wait for people to walk into like their walls or a door jam with the headset <laughs> crack on. It. Crack it. And then because Apple hates right to repair, uh, they have yeah. to take it back to Apple and the repair for that screen will be what? Ten dollars? <laughs> Probably I mean, to, more. To be fair, you know, if you get the if you have the Apple Care and stuff like that, oh like and the and which I mean that's extra price on top of it. But still that gets you a few I, I, I believe last time I had to buy it was like three years, I think, for like is how long it'll actually last you. Decent amount of time for for a electronic, but um, if you're out of that, no, I I agree. I pity you because like I I broke the cr- the screen on an Apple an old Apple Watch I had, and uh, I went to go replace it, and it was gonna be like as much as a new Apple Watch. That so this screen is, is about one inch by two inches, <laughs> not even two inches. Yeah, it's, it's like this is, one yeah, this and a like half a, uh, by one and a half. This is like one of the old ones, like a series four. Or oh something. my like, God. It's old. It's, it's not like one of the new ones. And shameful. it still was going to be that much it, Absolutely crazy. Absolutely shameful. Um, but this wasn't the intent. The original <laughs> we were uh, tangent I just of this. had to bring it up. <laughs> uh, but, but no, it is like, I was going to say like, if we had any thoughts from the PlayStation showcase from last week, because oh. we are getting into that E3 territory or yes. what was supposed to have been E3 territory. R.I.P. Because, like, for example, uh, will have already happened by the time this episode comes out. But yesterday is Devolver Digital's showcase. That oh, it we, hasn't happened. It yet. hasn't happened yet. It's, That's t- it's tomorrow. Okay, I was about uh, to say, what on, the fuck? I missed it. <laughs> uh, so you you will have that, and then there's that one also I'm actually looking forward to. Um, Sunday, June 11th is the Xbox showcase, and then I know that you know, of course, we'll we'll have like Ubisoft Bethesda and, uh, or Bethesda, I guess, will be part of Xbox now. Oh, it's um, got to be like Starfield the whole time, right? It's got to be. So so basically, that was the thing. Like, was there anything from that pl- that thing that really jumped out as being like really exciting? Anything like there that we should spend time on, or do we just want to go ahead and jump so, into our main? I I will, I will and we can like collect way. all E3 yeah. or showcase season uh, thoughts showcase. into one. They're over- making it so much more complicated than I it know, has to be. I know. Uh, so I will say this to be um, perfectly honest. I remember exceptionally little from the showcase at all. The one telling. game that, yeah, I feel like that's <laughs> telling the one game that I remember being like, Oh fuck. Yes. New Grease game. Yes. Never. There was uh, the, yeah. a studio. Yeah. Grease is the studio yep. behind yep. Grease. Studio Nomada, I believe, yep. is uh, doing an, is doing another, a new game. Looks fantastic. That's that's phenomenal. It's got um, a very similar like visual style to it. I really thought it was going to be Grease too. Yeah. But no, it's called Neva. Or Neva? Yeah. Neva. It looks really good. <laughs> uh, the Also, that game company, the... Uh, Journey developers are also yes. have a new game. Okay, that too. That, that was the other fantastic. one that I was jazzed about. If only uh, because it means another Austin Wintry soundtrack. Right? Oh, oh my god! You know you're in for a good we're time. Gonna, with that. We're gonna live, everybody. Oh, for sure. Because especially if it like hits the same tones and stuff as Journey soundtrack. Oh my god! I still need to listen to his one for the Pathless, the mm. game that's on the PS5 where it's like the the hunter with her yeah, yeah. falcon and stuff. Need to play it and need to listen to his music. I also want to play that. One. It looks really good. 
Um, but no, there's a couple that that one was good. The one that I'm super excited about actually is uh, Bungie's new game that they're announcing, the yes. Marathons. Okay, so I guess this was uh, I don't know much about Bungie outside of Halo mm-hmm. uh, and Destiny. Yes, yeah, and Destiny. Um, so I had no idea that they had a game before Halo. Yeah, it was pre it was pre Halo. Yeah. Uh, it's called Marathon, and I think it's it's very similar. I I actually had it on a uh, demo like a, a disc that was like a, a, a collection of disc? it was actually a full-on cd this okay, one a CD. but yeah but like of different <laughs> games and stuff that uh to try out just like one level demos and different stuff like that and uh one of them was marathon and nice. so i remember like playing through that first one and i played it on my mac keeping it with the times point for mac users <laughs> and um do you remember I when mean, we original used to do halo point used to. Four? Oh man we oh should bring that back oh my god we used to have the board oh my god oh we should work that into the 300th episode somehow we should yeah, definitely we got to bring the board back um, greatest hits and so <laughs> and so like yeah the, the marathon one coming back i was just like holy shit like they're bringing it back it's a new it's not even like i don't even think a continuation of the series it's kind of like a reinventation or like a just a new entry with obviously completely updated things. It looked like at that one, I was like, holy shit, that's really cool. Especially to see what Bungie's going to do post destiny. Uh, I mean, not even post destiny in conjunction with destiny. I was about to say destiny. Like will never destiny end. is not ending <laughs> uh, and stuff like that. But yeah, so it, that was pretty cool to see too. A couple other ones like uh dragon's dogma. Dragon's dogma is getting a sequel as well. That I one was, looks really cool. That uh, looks fun too. Looks yeah. souls. Kirok was really excited about that so one. So actually, the um, the biggest comparison that I've heard for Dragon's Dogma is that if nothing else, it's more like Monster Hunter. Yeah. A lot Ooh. of people describe it as being sort of Monster Hunter adjacent, but a little bit less, I guess, over the top. <laughs> <laughs> At least in Are, terms of Monster Hunter. So I'm really not invested in the Dragon's Dogma series, but I was just surprised to see that it got a sequel. So yeah. you know what? Speaking of Arrested Development, good for her. Good for Dragon's Dogma <laughs> that they got another one. Yeah. And there was another game that I'm completely blanking on this on the name of it now, but it was a uh, more samurai... Oh, Phantom Blade. Phantom Blade yeah. Zero. That game looked really yeah. sweet, too. So quite a few a, a few good ones to come out of it. Uh, we were all joking while the showcase was happening. The one game, now that we're talking more about it, I'm remembering Same. more of the sequence of events. I, I also like to- absolutely like dropped this yeah. on her as we started and myself. Yeah, we were just like, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, the, <laughs> the shameless, shameless oh, yes. ripoff. This of is what I wanted to talk about. This I knew there was a reason. This is it. Yes. <laughs> the shameless ripoff of Splatoon. Foam stars. So, oh my God. Such an incredibly stupid title oh for my a God. game. So so uh, the whole point of Splatoon is that you are 4v4 teams yep. in turf battle and you basically have to paint the stage with ink. That's where the splat comes from. You make goo, yeah. ink out of your gun it splat on ground well, you're also like squids everybody wins like, yeah you're you squids know, it makes total makes sense. sense foam stars is like when you accidentally one time when you were a kid put dishwashing liquid into your washing <laughs> machine like trying to help your mom right and then it turns on and the whole kitchen is just a wash with with foam nah. that's what it looks like it is so the moves, the specials, blatant ripoffs of Splatoon. <laughs> it really moves. does look like it. I, I, I have I have thought of the perfect analogy for it. Foam Stars is the live action Disney adaptation of Splatoon. It is. 
Yes, because on t- <laughs> on top of that's such a good comparison. Because on top of being, I know Little Mermaid is performing well. More talking about like some of the older ones, like yeah. Lion King, that didn't do as well. Uh, on top of being such a shameless ripoff, it, it I won't say necessarily that it looks bad mm-hmm. because you know it's it's definitely fun. It's colorful. They're clearly leaning heavily onto the Splatoon demographic. Of right. Like, hey, it's a battle game, but it's also kid friendly. Yeah. That's obviously what Splatoon was all about. Nintendo's you know direction overall so they're leaning into that but it's a lot more um sort of anime style yeah uh so it's kind of like Fortnite mixed with splatoon like Fortnite visuals but but just copy paste splatoon into it no thank you it was interesting (laughs) it was just like it was literally that old joke too of like okay copy my homework but change a little bit and it's like they didn't even do that it was very i was very surprised yeah like, obviously, there are Battle Royale games and different Battle Royale games in the same genre, but, like, they all look and feel fa- somewhat different, you know, I would say, and, like, identifiable as the other. And granted, yes, like, I know the art styles and stuff aren't exactly one-to-one match of Foam Stars to Splatoon, but you still look at them. Gameplay, like, finishers, like you're saying, and you're like... If I'm remembering wow. correctly, one of them looked like just a carbon copy of the Killer Whale, a mm-hmm. special from Splatoon 1, and I was like, that was fucking <laughs> Oh, and one of them was like they don't the, know who they're pissing the, off. The bubbler. I forget what the special is called, but it's like a roll bubble, and then it explodes. Oh, I think that yeah. was in the trailer too. Yeah, yeah, and I was yeah. like, those fuckers. It's, it's very similar. <laughs> it was just I can't believe that Nintendo isn't. Maybe they are. Maybe they're like, drop the lawyers. <laughs> this cannot stand. <laughs> Maybe so, but like that—that oh, that was crazy to see, and I, I do oh, remember being God. like, what so is stupid. this? But <sighs> yeah. anyway, anyway, good yeah. stuff coming out of that PlayStation showcase. The more we talked about it, at least but the only not. one that matters is Neva from the Grease Team. That one does look. It's good. probably gonna rule. We're probably gonna cry. Probably gonna cry. The soundtrack's <laughs> gonna make us feel things yeah. too. It's gonna be a good time. Actually, but the trailer almost made me cry. It was emotional in and of <laughs> itself. <laughs> oh God, Grease! And it was a hard game. It was kind of a gut they're punch. Just, yeah, they're always just coming at you. Jeez, with trying to make you feel things. Feels I want to play games to have fun, not to cry. <laughs> That's one of my favorite games of The Last of Us and The Last of Us Part 2. Yeah. No tears in those no, games ever. None. <laughs> <laughs> you could describe it as a joyride from right? start to finish. Absolutely. But oh this topic, actually, our main topic, me. is going to be one that I think uh, is a joyride from start to finish. Yes. Because we are taking a suggestion from a friend of the show, Ark, and talking about some of our most our favorite comedic Games. Yes. So if you've ever put a show topic in the show topics channel and you're like, that was eight years ago, and don't worry. never get to it. We still <laughs> sit, we sit on those and we just wait for them. So Ark's suggestion is best comedic games. And she has some specifications about that, which I actually really appreciated. Yeah. So Helps she narrow it down. A yeah. Bit. She goes on to specify games where humor is the primary focal point. Because when we originally were in the chat, just the two of us, and we were like, hey, should that's yeah, right. Good heavens. And we were like, hey, should we actually do um, best comedic games? I didn't immediately go back and read the prompt. I just started thinking about games that I was going to talk about. And then I went back and read the prompt and I was like, oh, never mind. Uh, I am thinking too broadly about this. I need to focus back in because I was thinking about things that were sort of unintentionally hilarious. But this is like, no, mm, it okay. has to be the point of it. So uh, primary focal point, either through physical comedy or plenty of funny dialogue and plotline concepts. 
concepts, not necessarily games that have some funny moments or to be entirely gimmicky in its humor and thus limited like Angry Birds. Mm, mm -hmm, Good mm -hmm. examples of physical comedy would be Untitled Goose Game. Ah, good one. Dialogue-wise, maybe Hotful Boyfriend. Uh, And why am I only thinking of bird-related titles? That's the pigeon dating one, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Which is how see funny on its own. Uh, It can also have dark humor as well. Um, If the game has an absurd plot point, that's a bonus. And a couple of others that she could think of that would fit the concept... West of Loathing, Goat Simulator. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion. I do remember I've that. played that on mobile. And I actually haven't played it yet, but the name itself is, is great. It's very funny. Honestly, if you can find it on mobile, you can find it on mobile. It's extremely cheap. Oh, okay. It's cheaper than anywhere else. It plays just as good on mobile. Uh, and it's, I think, start to finish. It only took like three to four hours. Because it is an official game. Yeah. But it's also on mobile. Uh, anyways, Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion is hysterical. The Stanley Parable which I have never played, I but never I've heard so th- much about. I've heard about that game a lot. And that's the one that has like the trophy that's like, if you boot it up like five years after you finish it or something like you that. You get a trophy. You get a yeah. trophy, which, but like, I didn't know, understand that that game was supposed to be a funny one, like a, as, as a comedy game. I've heard that it's definitely got like a lot of humor hard baked into it, but that it's also really surreal in a lot of its aspects. I've intentionally never looked that close into it because I've always wanted to play it. So I'm like, no, I want to go in blind. I don't want to know that much about it so unfortunately i can't really comment super accurately on that right and then i love you colonel sanders the kfc <laughs> dating sim i completely <laughs> forgot that was even a thing so me and ark are old uh, splatoon buddies speak of splatoon call back go. to the splat perfect one segue days. uh so we actually played like me her and a couple of our other old splat crew as a group played and streamed uh i love you colonel sanders together so fun that's fun obviously very like you know it is product placement a core Corporation made it sure but they understood the assignment oh absolutely so it's like and colonel sanders was hot mm. so yeah just like that chick <laughs> right Did they, was there buff colonel sanders yeah oh, did yeah. you never see him i never Hang saw on. it hot I, I colonel sanders that. hold up you put a you put a picture of this man up on the screen <laughs> while we're doing this no not that one yes this one okay so, oh, why is it tiny? So tiny? Okay, there we go. They turned him Incredible. into like a hot anime husbando. Incredible. He's like ripped and just amazing. Everybody should uh, go play Girl, I Ev- Love You, Colonel Sanders. <laughs> oh, boy. Everybody likes that. Okay, so that is her suggestion. Very good. Very good. So, yeah. So, we, uh, you know, got the old hamster wheels a turn in, in, the, in the mind to start thinking of which games would hit that. And as you reread the description, I might have to make some adjustments to my list on the fly. Why? Uh, just because of ones that, well, I don't know. I think they work. Oh, I because of the work. parameters of the question? No, they work. Because okay. it's not, mm, one of them doesn't work. Because mm. I did have one on my list that was an, that I put on here as an unintentionally funny. Oh, is it one of the many Nancy Drew games? No, <laughs> <Okay>. no. <laughs> it's one we have played recently, though. Ooh. Unintentionally funny? Ewok hunt. <laughs> no, that was unintentionally boring. Sorry, yeah, everybody. <laughs> but but you were close. I was going to say Hitman. Oh, just because you know like what? playing Bro, it together yeah. on stream, like how we're doing it. I'm sure maybe if you're by yourself playing the game, just you know going about trying to get some checkpoints, to tra- complete some of the challenges, you're not laughing your ass off like you, well like we were. But us playing this game together on stream. Comedy fest. Uh, Just a riot. It was a good time. I I agree with that assessment, though, because I think that in the case of specifically Hitman, it is so dependent on the player. Because theoretically, we could have played Hitman as like 
the straight man. You oh, know, for we sure. could have been straight laced, all business, gone in I there. I mean, he does wear a suit. Yeah, yeah, gone in there, shot the target or done whatever, and then clean got back out instead of, I'll put the flamingo suit on, stand <laughs> right in the middle of the lobby, <laughs> kill a man, pretend like it wasn't me, and then when everybody else catches on, I'll shoot him in the face and die. <laughs> right. And then, you know, and of course, like when we played the sniper uh, uh, side <laughs> thing, and like the, the ragdoll physics <laughs> of that. So, okay, so I will remove that one and won't spend much more time on it, but I did want to give that one as Hitman like is it's been mention. it's been very good lately yeah. for both of us and been hitting really well if you need a good time in your life just go play Hitman <laughs> <laughs> and don't you play it seriously it to, f- to be the place where you'd find a source of it joy so but funny. <laughs> it works so since I already uh, you know flubbed it with having a, a, a not good pick why don't you redeem it with yes. what is one of your so, favorite comedic games? The one that I'm going to talk about that is extremely obvious, but I don't care. I'm going to talk about it again. I'll give you a hint. It's been number one on my top ten list. Oh, shit. Come on, Jared. We've been doing this shit for eight oh, years. I know, but there's so come many on, things Jared. we've talked about. Uh, oh, Jared, come God. on. We bring it up all the time. Oh, we tried to stream it and failed. Tried to stream it. Oh, 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 uh, Portal. Portal, Portal 2. 2. Yep. Portal 2. Got it. Wheatley Got and, uh, and Gladys. So here's the thing. GLaDOS. Yes. Uh, so, well, I say Gladys. Who's, who's got <laughs> That's time why I say to Gladys. pronounce the O? <laughs> uh, so yes, I definitely want to talk about Portal 2 because in terms of the intentionally funny dialogue, I feel like Portal 2 is perhaps the exemplary example, not only of good comedic writing, because yeah. a lot of games have in-game written content that is super funny to read, and you know sometimes the tutorials can be humorous. Like a note from an NPC yes. to another NPC gives uh, you a chuckle. Yeah, actually, before I went back and read the specific uh, parameters, I was going to talk about a lot of the random items you can find in Control. Because oh, some of yeah, them, yeah, yeah, in yeah. context of the game, were so fucking funny to me. Yep. Like the one guy and the book club, and like you get the one letter, and then or it's, I think it's a memo. It's like an in-house memo about the uh-huh. book club, and then later you keep finding more shit about the book club, and it gets funnier and funnier. I think I miss those, uh, but well, I do remember like yeah. the uh, video uh, Brandon shared it in the Discord of. Dr. Darling's yes. like so that song funny. music video that he that like they do all of the Dr. Darling live action videos were so hysterical good. but that wasn't necessarily the point overall right? control very yeah. serious game. control was a very serious game so I was like oh that kind of disqualifies it yeah but in terms of intentional both uh both in-game writing and more specifically genuinely funny script writing I feel like that is where Portal 2 truly shines because how many games have you played where in-game dialogue, the scripts, were so cringe that it made your skin crawl? Or worse, that it just made you roll your eyes and go, oh, oh my okay, God, this is okay. so lame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it a happens. lot of them. There are a lot of really lame games out there. Uh, Rage 2. Rage 2. Rage 2. Not just the backup. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime we need a bad game, time to shit on Rage 2. <laughs> it really is. Uh, But yeah, so Portal 2's dialogue, I think, is absolutely stellar. And people always talk about the Wheatleys of the world. Wheatley is uh, basically the anti-Gladys, at least at the beginning of the game, spoiler (laughs) alert, uh, in that he is very high energy, very peppy, very like, oh, ha-ha, there you are. Let's go get you on your merry way into the, the, what are they called? uh, Test zones. Yes. I don't know what they're called. I swear I've played the game. Portal chambers. (laughs) The portal 
chamber, sure. Well, isn't, it, uh, isn't Wheatley uh, Stephen Merchant? Yes, he is. Uh, so yeah. obviously Stephen Merchant's voice alone does a really good job of conveying a lot of that humor. Right. But the dialogue in and of itself is extremely funny. Gladys as well, uh, the nature of her character, she is the evil robot. She's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. She was the bad guy from the first game. She comes back in Portal 2, is still really evil, but for reasons that, you know, for uh, XYZ reasons that happen in game, she is sort of robbed of her functional menace. Sure. She's still very menacing, but she can't really hurt you anymore. <laughs> so, so her dialogue is all meant to be extremely, just exceptionally sarcastic, biting, scathing. She is trying to do the most emotional damage to you as possible, even though she is a non-emotional robot, right. theoretically speaking. But the character that I think has the absolute... F- you know who it I is. Know who it is. You know who it is. We've talked you. about him before ages ago. Yeah, a long Man, time. A long time ago. Pretty sure a Zach episode. It was. Yes, that was a Zach episode. Fucking J.K. Simmons as Cave Johnson. Oh, so good. When you get to the point in the game where you basically fall through the surface level experiment zone and into what is considered old aperture, mm-hmm. like the sort of 1950s-esque sci-fi golden era uh, aperture science. Yeah. You start finding all of these recordings from Cave Johnson, the original uh, like scientist and head of Aperture. And his in-game dialogue does two very important things. One, it sheds a lot of light on the lore of Portal 2. It gives you a lot of insight into like, well, why did we pick this thing? What's this stuff? Right. Uh, what are the portals made of? Or more specifically, what are the walls made of that they have to go on for the portal to work? Because you probably remember portals don't work on every surface. Right. They only work work on those very specific white ones. Why is that? Cave Johnson's dialogue explains a lot of that. And on top of that very, very important functionality and lore building and world building by extension, his J.K. Simmons's delivery and the dialogue itself is so fucking funny. I, I, he has so many good ones. It's impossible to pick just one. Well, and J.K. Simmons is like the master he, oh of being a, able to deliver a biting one line. He is so funny. He is one of the never leave us, J.K. Simmons. <laughs> Don't do it. Just stay alive forever. Right? After God. Lance Reddick, we can't take another one. No, we you did sh- have another one. Ray Stevenson, yeah. knife to the heart. Don't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Portal 2, I think, is one of the funniest games on planet Earth. I think that its dialogue and its in-game writing holds up like like the Holy Grail. It will never expire. You can go back at any time, watch a playthrough of Portal 2, play it yourself, and have an absolute blast. Get a stitch in the side, perhaps, <laughs> from how much jolly good laughter you're having as you play through it because of all the good characters and all the extremely good comedy writing. Nice. So Portal 2 is definitely one of my top choices for that that category. Well, I have to, like, piggyback off of that same, uh, like, point for this of the, like, good script writing, the hilarious script writing and everything for my pick uh, because it's the exact same thing. Like, the whole game at itself, you look at it and you're just like, okay, I don't understand how this could necessarily be funny but then also when you look at the well it is funny once you start playing it but the game in question is borderlands it's writing and everything is also just like that there are just weird crazy it honestly like i was going back and looking at some of the funny quotes and whatever from across the whole series even though i've only played uh borderlands one but it really is just like they just like threw shit in a like 
Blender or chat GPT, you know, <laughs> this is like pre chat GPT, but they were just like, Hey, we need a bunch of like crazy voice lines that make no sense, but kind of make sense. Oh, it's kind of like ad libs. Yeah. It, it, like it really just is like some crazy shit that they strain together for these, like just either NPC dialogue lines as you're like walking through the worlds. Cause you know, borderlands is an open world RPG, first person shooter, RPG, a first person, like loot shooter RPG and everything. Very fun. It's like, it has like, billions of guns it says because those really are like a gun generator so it's like when you find like a thing it like will create something so it's like these very random things has nobody tried that in chat gpt yet has nobody been like make me a new gun and had it spit out (laughs) schematics uh you probably maybe but you don't want to i'm using dark chat gpt (laughs) but still it's just like uh that's just how all this was the world of borderlands the whole point of that one at least borderlands one is that there's this ancient or uh the legend tells of like this ancient vault on this planet pandora that has been discovered so treasure hunters from the galaxy over are coming to try to unearth it well pandora itself is like home to a vast collection of characters and apparently the hunt for this vault has been going on for years and years and years so like there's this faction that lives on pandora called the psychos that are really just like vault hunters who have gone insane over time and like they you know they kind of like feel like they maybe have cannibalistic tendencies, you know, they're just wild and crazy and like say some crazy shit. But then you also have characters like your friend, the friendly uh, robot Claptrap who, uh, you know, Claptrap just always sounds like an STD to me. I'm pretty sure that's the point. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And so it's like his lines are always super funny and well-written, but I did go to like the, to the uh, Borderlands subreddit just to like see if there was a collection of some, other great lines and i just have to read a selection sick one-liners yeah me with those sick one-liners uh this is i liked a a lot of these but this is from user oriwa cookie who says uh here's a list of some of my favorites i like my enemies how i like my coffee in the butt (laughs) good heavens (laughs) Uh, anyway the moral is you're a total bitch (laughs) or i wonder what it's like to have a belly button Oh, is that from one of the robots? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I have the shiniest meat bicycle. Oh. Blake, where's a bloody violin? Domo Aragato, suck ass. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> so a lot of other stuff. It's just like, it's between the like crazy zany world. And it, it originally, it was one of the ones that was like, oh, does this fit? But I think it does. It's almost a little more slapstick. It by, is. By leaning Be- really hard into how incredibly over the top it is. Yes. I mean, there are, the character designs are also like over the top. You also have characters like Tiny Tina, who is like a little kid who is like maniacal and crazy, played by Ashley Birch. And uh, just like <laughs> has a lot of like also like crazy one-liners just because she just wants to like blow stuff up and make mayhem happen. And it's just all these characters and like that you run across every single one of them is crazy and weird in its own different way. But all the lines just, you're just laughing to yourself the whole time you play it. So, you know, for very similar reasons of like what you're saying with portal two, I feel like borderlands has to be up there just for its sheer comedic qualities throughout. So what's, what's one though that you would say veers if you had one for your second choice or whatever like that, that is maybe more in like the physical comedy realm. So actually there, so full disclosure, Again, I did not fully read Ark's prompt when you were like, hey, we should do this one. So I this is real. In my wizard notes, I wrote down two games first. Okay. Guess what they were? Were they ones that she said? Give you a hint. About? They both feature birds. Untitled Goose Game and Hot Little Boyfriend? <laughs> I really did. I was like, Goose Game, number one. <laughs> so I was going to talk about Goose Game, and I'm definitely still going to talk about Hotful Boyfriend, because just saying those words, if you are if you haven't seen the one episode ages ago, Long time again, where yeah. I talked about it, you have no idea what that is. More people are probably likely to know what Untitled Goose Game is, but 
even then, it's it's kind of a niche indie game. Yeah. And by kind of a niche indie game, I mean you play as a goose <laughs> and and you menace a town. <laughs> so really, there are kind of two that fit into that category that I will touch on a little bit more briefly because they both fall into this, um, I guess, physical comedy category. So Untitled Goose Game first. But I'm not entirely sure that I think physical comedy is the right way to describe what's so funny about it. It's more like mayhem, it's, right? It's it's more like mayhem. And it's uh, so wh- where I think Goose Game does such a good job is in total contrast to Portal 2, where all of the humor comes from the writing and the dialogue. Untitled Goose Game has zero writing, zero dialogue. Mm-hmm. There is nothing in game that is written except for what is on your checklist. And the checklist is just items. You know, they don't really go that much more into it. There's no like hidden humor in the margins sure. is what I'm trying to say. So the goose itself, I think, is where sort of the the physical humor aspect comes in. In the fact that, the first of all, you can honk. Right? That's like, incredible. Press A to honk? I mean, gooses Who are, geese are kind d- of already like nature's little terror. So I it's like, you know. What I texted Bro Mogan when we were talking about this, because he was help, air quotes, helping me <laughs> think of it. <laughs> called out, damn. <laughs> yeah, think, he did think of Undertale, ah. which is very funny, but I wasn't sure that I could really comment on Undertale super well. Uh, my argument for Goose Game was obviously Goose Game because geese were created by God to be Earth's humor criminals, which is so true in very Untitled true. Goose Game. So Untitled Goose Game, you play as a goose. You live in this tiny, tiny town that kind of looks like very small town UK or Britain, but mm-hmm. I think the game development, the game developers are from Australia. Oh. So maybe it's small town Australia. Who, who knows? It looks prim and proper is what I mean to say. They have a beautiful water feature pond. They have a very handsome little community garden full of like carrots and pumpkins and stuff. They have a charming little pub mm. with darts. I assume Good. people play that. Oh, Good. and the the... Ring toss, oh, ring nice. toss, yep. Great guard game. Uh, yeah, yeah, everybody loves that. Uh, so all of these different sort of set pieces, you could say, for the goose to go into and wreak havoc. So you can terrorize townspeople by doing your honking. You can flap your wings real big and kind of scare them, and they're like, oh, God. And if you're a human person that has ever encountered a goose in real life, you understand that that's a threat and that geese are not to be trifled with. So you already know they're literally menacing in real life. And then you put that into the context of the game of this goose is stealing my rake out of my garden and I can like kind of scare him off, but also I'm scared of him as the old gardener. So it, it the, the comedy is you as goose li- literally wreaking havoc on the townspeople is hilarious all <laughs> on its own. That's where sort of the physical comedy comes from. But I think the more impressive comedic aspects of it are sort of what I guess would I would call like the environmental comedy of it. Sure. The environmental... Um, I guess storytelling, the environmental storytelling, because what the game doesn't tell you at first is that this goose has been and will continue to be a menace for eons, perhaps. And the way that the game sort of subtly implies that to you, not even implies, the game tells you that that, is that when you get to any given area and you successfully terrorize it, you check off all the terror items on your terror list of terror attacks, uh, and then you go on your way, or you basically get finally kicked out of that area for good, the person that's attached to that area or the people attached to that area will come out 
out and put down no like no geese allowed signs <laughs> the implication of course being they already had those they had those no geese allowed signs pre-made they knew they were gonna so be a they knew that there was going to be trouble people know about the goose it is clearly a problem in this town like it's probably the only problem they face uh, and then they have to always be vigilant they have to always be ready and i feel like that element of non-verbal storytelling and comedy is really effective I, I also feel that it's funny in that it shows their hubris in that they thought a sign that says no geese on it would actually keep the goose out <laughs> well to be fair it's not written in english it's just like the classic red uh well i know but sign. still that like that would care at all to a geese you know what i mean <laughs> Oh, we don't there have we go. to have that off. You know, it helps but. me. It is kind of nice, yeah, right? I don't, it, like when it's just the black screen and my eyes have nowhere to go, oh, I don't I don't I, enjoy I, that. Interesting. So, interesting. The other, a not a bird. Oh, this light turned blue. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I forgot that's on the automation for seven, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's the cue for I'm blue. Da -ba -dee -da -ba -die. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the other game that I want to briefly touch on, again, another old poll from a long time ago that I think leans very heavily into that physical comedy aspect is any, and people will know this genre, any game with air quotes physics. And the oh, one yeah. specifically that I'm thinking of is good old Snake Pass. Do you remember Snake Pass? Oh, this was a long time ago, Jared. Wait. Maybe? Yeah, you might recognize it if I show it to you. Is it like the, the art is like a snake, like big and smiley on the front? Yes, okay, it's a okay. big yeah, yeah, yeah. smile. It gives off strong DK vibes. Nice. And the music from it. Also D David Wise? It is. Oh yeah. my God. I think that's why we've Incredible. talked about that it That probably before. is. That sounds familiar yeah. now. I think I was playing Snake Pass and I may have done, look at that I little smiling. Okay, yes, I absolutely look at remember this. this. Fellas, what a cute little snake. So the snake's design in and of itself is extremely funny. You're sort of the coloring of a coral snake, but you have this extremely oversized uh, face and huge comedic eyes because obviously you don't want the snake to feel threatening to children, right, right. which is a concern. Many children are afraid of snakes. <laughs> but that's that's not really what makes the game so funny. The humor comes from the snake's physics mm. because I think we talked, it was the platformer series. Yes. Because Snake Pass was my example of a platformer with no jumping. Yes. The, the defining feature of most platformers. So as a game that is a platformer with no jumping, the movements of the snake are what define the gameplay. It is also what defines the humor because the snake have no arm have no leg, yeah. have no ability to do a grippy or a hold, <laughs> other than with what his little body can manage to like curl around sure. the things in the environment. And the process of finagling the snake into the various positions that you need him to be in to get to the end of the level are in and of themselves extremely funny. The other things that are funny about it are when you fail at that. <laughs> because when the snake just kind of unceremoniously falls off the map, and he's just kind of like, Bleh! it's extremely funny to watch him flop around. So that's a great example, I think, of physical humor, or yeah. more specifically, physics humor. Nice. But there are 10,000 of those games. Oh, yeah. Super Bunny Man, uh, uh, Grippy Hands Arm Game. Boy, oh boy, I don't remember. Grippy hands arm it's, game. It's relatively newer. You're like little blob heads that only have arms, and you have to like grab each other's hands to like sling around the. I don't, I don't know what that one is. 
I, you might recognize it. It was really popular right when it came out because it was fucking hilarious. I don't remember what it's called. It, like briefly, kind yeah. of sounds familiar. Anyways, the but point, I can't quite put a my point being, you could cast a stone into the Steam store and most <laughs> likely hit. It, oh, like getting over it. Getting over its humor is in the hilarious physics and how janky it is to play yeah. that game. That's so. that was actually going to be one of my next yeah. one, my next picks was a more physics based humor one, and it's one that I've like been meaning to talk about for forever on the show, but just haven't had a chance to because it's a uh, it's called Moving Out, and it what it is is it's basically it's very overcooked esque in the way where which also fun game funny moments but not like a comedic game. This game is very much that because it's you're basically playing as a moving company, but you're like terrible at it is the whole gimmick. You're actually, uh, I, I'm blanking now. On what it's the, already funny. <laughs> it, it, it's even funnier when you realize that like what the, you are called as a, as a mover once you get like your, your designation in this company, you're a fart. Is what the like <laughs> is, what, is what like the acronym that for oh, for you stands for stands okay. for and so like it, it, there's what always it like, like fart jokes throughout the whole thing. Functional assist well, okay, rotate well, I have to targeting. Look, I have to look, yeah, look it look. up because I gotta um, know what could that possibly? Oh, furniture acquirement. Okay, uh, so, but if also side note, if you if you uh, Google fart moving out like I did, it you also get the uh, recommended search. Why do I fart when I move? <laughs> Incredible. I don't know. <laughs> Built-in humor. <laughs> okay, so uh, oh you, you are a fart, uh, which is a. I definitely oh, should have looked this up before. Please let it start with an F. Furniture yes, arrangement relocation a... technician. Furniture arrangement relocation technician. A very believable acronym, yeah. which makes it that much more funny. So uh, this game was actually uh, suggested for me and Sam to play from by my friend Jordan, uh, who uh, is who recommended Life is Strange to me. So I was immediately like, okay, sure, I'll, ch- I'll give this a shot. Yeah. Check this out. And she also was saying that it was very similar to Overcooked and all that. Knew that we would like it, and we did. We blazed through that game so fast. But the whole point is, is like you're these movers, but it's very, it's almost like you're made. Your characters are made of elastic, and the gravity is like turned off just a little bit. Oh, so it's a little floaty. You're a little floaty, and like all your, like you take off running, your character kind of like flings back behind you, and like takes a minute for their bodies and their arms and everything to catch a up. Ragdolly. Yeah, you grab onto stuff, and it will like if you can like pull it. Like say you're grabbing a f- refrigerator from the kitchen, it's still plugged into the wall. So you pull and pull and pull, it's still plugged in and like giving you resistance, and then it's finally like unplugs, and then you kind of like spin like... and twirl throughout the room and everything, knocking stuff over. <laughs> You can throw shit through windows. Oh you can like, there are certain challenges like not to break certain items, but obviously that's incredibly hard to do. Um, but also there's a mechanic when there's an item that's too big for just one person to be able to pick up. You have to have two people Fun. and then you have to like somehow coordinate picking up this item, heaving it backwards and then like throwing it in the right direction and angle and speed, like all these different things. And so it's just like this constant, just basically, yeah. Like if you just, it, it kind of looks like if you unleashed a bu- a bunch of uh, the like uh, car lot guys who are in the like the air have like the air thing wacky the, waving inflatable arms yeah, man it's kind of yeah. like those guys but the as car movers. lot guys but it's because of just how their <laughs> movements are also random and, and yeah. all over the place it's a very fun game and but because it is so physics based like the weight of these items the the heaving of it it's just you're tripping all over yourself the whole yeah. time you're playing it because all this stuff is just so hectic but it's a super fun game has some actually like very hard levels and puzzling in it too so it's not like a necessarily a walk in the park sometimes on some of the levels but very fun 
uh, definitely recommend it being like a two-player co-op game. We should definitely play it on stream I was stream about sometime. to say, Jared, why haven't we played this on stream? we've had too much Hitman to do. Oh, too much Guacamelee. Uh, <laughs> That's the then, real uh, problem. It, yeah, it's so like, yeah, that, which, perfect segue. That was another one that I was going to talk about, but I also kind of realized that maybe that one doesn't fit, uh, but I'll get to my reasons for that one in a little bit. But uh, no, just moving out is just one that like, you'll laugh because you like did something dumb obviously, but then you also just laugh at how insane the whole thing is. Yeah. And it's just so zany The obviously fart jokes are plenty because of the, the names and everything. It's, it's just a great time. So I definitely go check out moving out, moving Hilarious. out Two is supposed to be coming out soon. Uh, maybe this year, I think is what they're thinking, but anyway, same uh, developer or same publisher as uh, overcooked and everything. So it does have oh, a similar okay. feel, somewhat gotcha. similar feel to that. Maybe that'll be at the devolver deluxe thingy oh, tomorrow. Be great. Be great. I don't, they don't do. Oh no, it's though. team. It's a uh, team 17 team. 17. Who does, Good who does them. overcooked and moving out and stuff mm. like that. But yeah, Whoa. I mean, devolver also funny games of plenty, but, um, dark I did want to start <laughs> dark games and funny games. Cult of the lamb. <laughs> dark humor uh, is their bread. It butter. really is. Yeah. Their directs, or their like showcases are some of the zaniest shit you will ever Nobody see. Nobody else is putting in the effort that they do. Yeah. And it, like, <laughs> like I remember the year that that one game of theirs, uh, Carrion? Yeah. Like came out, they made like a real life meatball monster of whatever the fuck that creature yeah. is supposed to be <laughs> and like had it in their direction and like ate their presenters and stuff. It was so ridiculous. Funny. It was crazy. Nobody They're else so is good. committing to practical effects I know. more than I would digital. like of, of like game developers and publishers and stuff like that. I would love we to work for developers. We could have like done ranking all of the publishers by how funny they are. And that's what we should have done. That, that actually is a good idea. Part two to this part episode. Part two ranking the, I mean, oh, Blizzard, those cards with all their sexual harassment lawsuits. <laughs> so funny. No, they would obviously be in the F tier. <laughs> right, for sure. Um, but no, but I did want to also talk about as another one uh, that Guacamelee, I did want to include and talk about on this one. While also not necessarily a all the time you're playing it, laugh out loud, funny game. It's funny due to it, it more of its side pieces and its side things. It, for my uh, example, I was going to say like it's like Easter egg reference funny because like there was like fighting posters with like a Boba Fett luchador mask. There's uh, there was even like, I want to say like a street fighter or some kind of like fighter S there was the whole like meme um, timeline oh, in yeah. Guacamelee 2 that was just like was really off of like funny. the Migustas of like 2010s internet you know where I can has cheeseburger humor <laughs> the, the old the lolcats <laughs> the old, yeah, yeah lolcats the old stuff <laughs> so like all that stuff so while these young gamers I know, wouldn't they, even they, get the over their heads how many of our listeners are like what the but, what now <laughs> but, all of our listeners are old Jared. oh I know I know and that's what that's so good but they get our humor our weird humor that we call back from uh, but yeah so no like while I would so that's why I was also kind of like I don't know if this one necessarily no I think fits. it totally counts okay. because in addition to the sort of meme culture humor that the game hard bakes in I think that Guacamelee's overall tone well it's name is, is Guacamelee it's called Guacamelee and every Everything about the situation. The, you're battling a guy that's trying to make the perfect guacamole. You're, you're right. You're right. It's what was funny. I this game absolutely. It's very fits. funny. Like it is supposed. To, everything about it is hilarious. You're you're sensei. The chickens. For la- the chi- oh my god! How did I forget the chickens? The chickens are so fucking. The funny. gameplay of the chickens by themselves <laughs> is classic. Yeah, Jared. I can't believe you doubted for a second. I, I don't know what was wrong told. with me. What is it? Have we unlocked the key to comedic video game success? Is it just to put a bird in your game? I think so. 
You can do zany shit with a bird. Do you remember that meme? Put a bird on it <laughs> from, from Portlandia. No. Oh, it was a long, long time ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, Portlandia, like a very, very niche. I want to say maybe web series. I don't IFC, remember what it was. I want to say it was the channel. But it maybe was, started. As it was series. all taking the piss out of like very West Coast hipsters. Yeah. It was memeing that culture. Hilarious clips. And they I've had this that. whole series called "Put a Bird on It," where it was just like <laughs> making stuff, you know, more peaceful, more vibrant. Put bird on it <laughs> and i feel like that applies to video game I humor think so. uh, is your I mean, game not funny enough put bird on it untitled goose game hot <laughs> full boyfriend now guacamole has yeah. chickens that's and all you need the funniest character in crash team racing nitro fueled king chicken oh my god the specialty unlockable character that i couldn't unlock myself so obviously my brother had to unlock it for <laughs> me <laughs> he's the best one. Oh, king oh chicken. man so yeah. yeah that's some good ones there so yeah. i I, I, mean, I was kind of going into this kind of being like do i even play funny games <laughs> but i guess i do but <laughs> this did make me think of though one game that i feel like that i just want to experience for maybe it's cringe factor but also because it's funny but it's also an older one is uh totally went cronker's Bla- bad fur day the, like oh yeah the like n64 game that's like rated m because of like the yeah, humor the, the and, and stuff like that humor. the raunchy humor yeah. so like i kind of want to see what that one's about too maybe a little too dated at this point too i watched somebody stream that yeah years ago and i was like not for you it's, it, it didn't hold up ah. like that's the thing is that that sort of type of humor had its day and yeah. i feel like it has really expired for so sure. it just none of the jokes landed even the streamer was like Ugh. Ew, don't do this <laughs> so yeah i just remembered that one too and was like oh yeah that's one that would probably be on somebody's list but no, i haven't played that one so yeah. can't really speak to it so the last game that i want to obviously talk more in depth about because i took the most notes on it and i've also played it i finished at least two to three of the storylines obviously hot full boyfriend ah. so for anybody that's not familiar with what hot full boyfriend is is it is a pigeon dating sim it's an <laughs> avian dating sim game oh too so good it's really common now for comedic games of a type and in a lot of cases sort of genre satire games mm. to have this visual novel comedy style Dream Daddy. Oh, Dream uh, Daddy. What's the other one? Oh, uh, Doki Doki Literature Literature Club, which isn't technically comedy. The like Overwatch. Oh, yeah, the Overwatch dating, dating sim. sim. Dating sims, by and large, at least in the West, have very much been positioned to be comedy games. Yeah. That's really not true in, in, in a lot of the... In Japan and a lot of other cultures, a lot of them approach dating sims with more sincerity, or not even sincerity, just pure sexual power (laughs) those dating sims are there for one purpose and one purpose alone to get you horny to get you horny but that's all really (laughs) recent right uh it used to just be the dating sims were like or visual novels as most people might call them uh were pretty the cthulhu game the cthulhu dating sim (laughs) what's this one oh god i can't remember the exact name of it but it's literally a cthulhu dating sim where uh where you're just like some random guy and cthulhu comes to earth as as one of the death gods is is want to sure but in the form of like a cute cthulhu girl so like it's the cthulhu face like with the tentacles and all that but with a really cute personality and like cute fun hair and a cute little dress but she's still gonna destroy she's a cosmic horror someone's into that Oh, yeah. Plenty of people are into that, which is why they made the game, and it's incredible. It's called art. Yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Anyways, you get my 
my gist is yeah. that there's this w- wave of these comedy-centered dating sims that are built around the idea of the ridiculous. But that was not always the case. Yeah. Hotful Boyfriend was one of the first visual novels that took the that took that genre in a whole new direction. So from uh, so Hotful Boyfriend technically is the officially released game that is a direct expansion slash follow up to a popular flash game created by manga circle Pidgeo Nation. That was their. Fan of pigeons, I bet. Fan of pigeons, I bet. Pidgeo Nation as an April Fool's Day joke. So they put this Flash game up on their website of like, hey, date pigeons. How fucking funny is that? Yeah. And it was so popular, it crashed their site. Oh, my God. So they were like, oh, God, okay, people love this. We got to obviously capitalize yeah, on this. And this was back in 2011. Oh, wow. So April 2011, Hotful Boyfriend uh, goes up. April 1st, 2011, Hotful Boyfriend goes up on the web as a Flash game, crashes the site. They're like, we're sitting on a pot of pigeon gold here. I think in October of that year, obviously visual novels are not exactly um, difficult to make per se compared to the Red Deads of the world and the Last of Us's. They're a little bit easier. I don't know. I feel like development time is probably on par. (laughs) But obviously, since you've got a bunch of manga writers behind the scenes writing all the dialogue, they're going to have an easier time of it. They're already good at what they do. So it released officially, I think, in October of 2011 in Japan. I think that for a long time, they were like, no one in the West is going to play this game. So it didn't release in the West for a long, long time. Until I think about 2014, our good friends, Devolver Digital. Look at them. Those absolute champions. They were like, people will love this. We obviously need to somehow, we need to get somebody from Devolver on this show. (laughs) We We talk about them and sing their praises all the damn time. We gotta find somebody. It's time. Uh, Anyways, well, they are technically just the publisher. We would have, still, there's somebody there. They've got a clear creative direction. Yeah. So back in 2014, before they were even as memefully funny as they are now, they were like, Hotful Boyfriend, that looks like our business. We want that game in our catalog. So they published it in the West. And I just, I'm going to read you a big, long couple paragraphs okay. here because the setting for Hotful, Boy- Hotful Boyfriend, the uh, the environment that you're playing in, is the humor. It's where all the humor comes from. So, <clears throat> Hotful Boyfriend is set in an alternate version of Earth in which sapient birds have seemingly taken the place of humans in society for reasons that are hinted at but not fully explained in the dating simulation portion of the game. Okay. However, this is a bit of a spoiler, so tune out if you want to play Hotful Boyfriend yourself. Uh, in Bad Boys Love, which is an expansion <laughs> that they released a few months or a couple of years after the official one came out, in Bad Boys Love, it is revealed that Hotful Boyfriend is set in a post-apocalyptic dystopian future in which a pandemic... This part... Act- right <laughs> yes. it's too real i know it's too I don't real like this, this, this isn't is funny so anymore. far ahead of its time in which a pandemic of a deadly mutated strain of the h5n1 virus the bird flu oh, no. in which a mutated strain strain of the bird flu nearly wipes out mankind in the year 2068 bitch it happened way sooner than that you got your time We're running out of time 2068 is <laughs> around the corner the release of a counter virus cultivated to destroy the virus's avian carriers in an attempt to oh, I lost my place in an attempt to stop the spread of the disease ends up backfiring as birds who resisted the counter virus instead developed human level intelligence war soon breaks out <laughs> right 
This is not where I thought this was going. Oh, it sure is. A war soon breaks out between the newly uplifted birds and the remnants of humanity, resulting in birds emerging as the planet's new dominant life forms as humans continue to succumb to the disease. Following several terrorist attacks by a human... (laughs) Right? We're the baddies in this. Following several terrorist attacks by a human insurgency, all remaining humans have been forced to live in the wilderness away from civilization in a form of apartheid-like segregation. (laughs) This is literally Planet of the Apes, but pigeons. It really is. The game's story takes place primarily at the fictional St. Piggio Nations Institute, the fancy high school that you go to. Um... Well, there's a big presence there. So all this there. to say, uh, long after, <laughs> excuse me, long after open warfare between humans and birds has ended. Okay. So society has adjusted to the new bird-based culture. That's how the game sets itself up. And then I just love that you get this incredibly dark lore, oh, and then yeah. it's just like here you are in bird high school. Make so friends here's the and thing: is that if you've actually played the game, <laughs> you know that you know that that stuff is under the surface. Yeah. But the game plays its cards very straight at first. I don't know if you remember uh, I'm sure this was literally years ago but when I first talked about I think I reviewed Hot Full Boyfriend uh, I mentioned that it is extremely jarring that your character you play as a human girl going to this pigeon high school she wakes up every day in a cave in the wilderness and it's like huh that's kind of weird. <laughs> so wait, you're not pigeons dating other pigeons in no, this game. No, you are you're a human, human girl dating, dating pigeons. pigeons. Yes. And you live out in the wilderness in a cave. It's and called art. The, it's called art, people. <laughs> <laughs> and your character is constantly making these observations about the world that at first seem like they're just funny, right? They're sure. like funny quips like, why does your character live in a cave? <laughs> and she like makes jokes about having to catch breakfast, literally, because she is a hunter-gatherer stage human. She has to go out and physically kill or catch something to be able to eat that day. And she's like, man, it sure is cold and rainy outside. Can barely keep the rain out of my cave opening. And it's oh like, God. oh my God, it's really dark. I did not the, realize it went to the, the steps. The further you get into it, and as you start you know, developing more relationships with the various birds, more and more of the story, it, it's all about replay value. Yeah. So you obviously play through the game the first time, and you ro- wind up romancing one of the bird characters. The next time, you kind of get the gist of it, and you're like, okay, I'm going to pick totally different different paths through my dialogue options uh, and get different birds as a result. The more and more birds that you sort of unlock, for lack of a better word, the more you build out that world that I just described. And the game does it in such a... I want to really say kind of well-paced way. A lot of people complain that the game is too slow. Yeah. I would bet that a lot of those people aren't necessarily fans of the visual novel format. Sure, sure. Because that's par for the course for the visual novel. So the gameplay isn't... The, ga- the gameplay isn't what you're there for. <laughs> you're there for the high art, the high comedic Juilliard could not produce <laughs> any, any artiste, any comedy performance performance artist that could do a better John Mulaney (laughs) (laughs) he could be that funny (laughs) oh Hollywood Boyfriend is truly the height of comedy and the more I talk about it the more I'm like I gotta go keep playing I was about to say like when was the last time you played this oh it was years ago you gotta go back and get that 100% completion Uh, so the first bird that I accidentally romanced was my teacher and the the trophy that you get for it because i was playing on playstation the title of the achievement that you get for getting the uh the teacher's story is called i'll wait for you 
Because the teacher's going to wait for you oh to my be God. old enough to date. What the fuck? So funny. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> so my point is, Hot of a Boyfriend is the funniest game ever made. Oh and God. everyone should go play it. Oh, boy. Yeah, that sounds yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's fucking wild. <laughs> I, oh, man. I, I also think that many, many of the newer visual novels that sort of took cues from Hotable Boyfriend have not managed to do it as well. I play a fair amount of visual novels, yeah. you know, comedy visual novels, monster prom, that kind of thing. Yeah. And it's like, okay, they, they kind of get into the humorous side of it, but I don't think any of them do as good of a job building the the aggressive dystopian horror <laughs> that Hotful Boyfriend really has yeah, beneath that's, the surface. Yeah, it's, it's dark. You really went for that dark, the dark humor yeah. angle on that one. <laughs> Plus, layer that in with all the bird puns. Oh, for sure. So funny. <laughs> Birds are hilarious. We do need to check out for our scientific research that we're doing about bird games being the funniest games. We need to play Skate Burb. We do need or to play skate. skate bird. Is it just skate bird? It's skate bird. Skate bird. And we close enough. Skate bird. <laughs> skate bird. It's all the same. It's all birds on skateboard. Are skate bird, skateboarding birds funny? <laughs> we should just play every bird based game and then do an ultimate bird video game tier list. Oh my god! I believe yeah. we found our next. Our next I think series. we have. Yeah, I think we have. <laughs> I've never subjected you and Sam to my favorite board game, Wingspan, which we affectionately just called Bird Game. Oh. Hell yeah, let's play it. You, oh, you say that now. Well, I hate it. <laughs> no, you might like it. Okay. I don't know. I greatly enjoy it. Okay. And I'll every, give it a shot. Everyone that can actually manage to sit through the rules long enough to... See, Sam's the one I'm worried about. Because <laughs> Sam doesn't like rules. She doesn't like reading. She doesn't enjoy... I mean, she does like reading. She but you know reading. what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she's not a fan of any video game that is highly text-based. She can't stand that. So I worry that Bird Game might be a little too much we'll upfront we'll investment. We'll Maybe we get it in, in like a, a group setting or something like that. Plus, know. we learned at the last Supper Club that Michael and Angela both hate birds. So Sam is <laughs> too. Not a huge fan of birds, Sam is. People these days. Oh, my God. <laughs> My point is, bird games, bird-based games are the height of comedy. <laughs> Sorry, Ark, we're overtaking your topic and replacing it with funniest bird games. Yeah, funniest because that's pretty games. much what this episode turned into. But, I mean, hey, lots of great, hilarious, funny games out there for everyone to enjoy. And I'm sure we barely scratch the surface. And there are some that people are wa- looking at this going, uh, what? You at forgot X, Y, Z. Yeah, fists. shaking their fists, <laughs> mad, unsubscribing, all that stuff. But, you know, those are some of our favorite comedic games, which was a very fun uh, side list to go down and do. But obviously, we would like to hear yeah. your favorite comedic games as well. So uh, let us know what those are in the comments below. Join our Discord, talk about it with us there, or, you know, send us an email at teenchatpodcast at gmail.com. And guess what? All those places that I just said you can contact us is where you could also submit ideas for other future shows. So hit us up and let us know what you would like to hear us talk about and you know we'll add them to the list but and it'll only take us four years to right. get to your topic that's right <laughs> and also since we kind of like dropped hints to it and alluded to it we are uh, at this i think this is either episode 293 or 94 oh, so we're getting close <laughs> we're getting close uh, within five to six episodes of episode 300 we are trying to decide what we want to do to celebrate such a momentous occasion so you know we're thinking of like a stream day fun special episode stuff like that 
let us know if you have any fun ideas. If there's something we did, a, you know, way back in episode 10 that you're like, that shit was the best. And I would love to see that there's come back. a bunch of old to stuff. To do some like we, fun random thing yeah. or just something new that you would like to see us do. Uh, we're all ears. Like, you know, we obviously would not have made it to episode 300 without <laughs> all of you sticking around and listening to it with us. So it would be fun to like kind of do, uh, have some like fun community input on how we should celebrate we, our 300th this episode. This is obviously not realistic at all because we literally don't have time for it as human beings. But we should go back rewatch slash listen to every episode that still had Zach in it. Yes. And then rank all of Zach's rankings of games. <laughs> like get very meta Fucking with trashed. it. Yeah, he did a shit job with that one. Talking about Grand Theft Auto 3 again. God. Again. How many times four, can you talk about Halo? <laughs> oh, oh that would good be really Zach. funny. <laughs> well, like, I miss that guy. Yeah, we really do. He was a good guy. He's, he's I assume so he's dead now. <laughs> He's still alive and thriving. Don't worry. Don't worry. But yeah, so uh, you know, if you have any fun ideas for that, send them our way because we would love to love to hear them. But I think with that, everybody, that concludes this episode of Team Chat Podcast. Come back next week for another great episode. But until then, we'll see you next time. Adios.